Only one thing can cure the ennui of summer ending. Dingle? Tricell Street! Dingles and hot dogs. Dingles and hot dogs. Hi, Dingles Hot Dogs. It's Trash South Street. Trash South Street. Lou. Jamie Z. And too lazy to really think of an intro today. Little Great Kitty was being very nice. Yeah, it's all those, uh, she's a heroin addict. Oh, she seems it tonight. She got, uh, she knocked over like a liquor store. Ooh. And she, she got, she got religion as we say. Ah, she got religion. She gets high she on her own Jesus. Oh, Jesus in a needle. Mm. Happiness is a warm gun. Yeah. Apparently they're putting a rehab by the meadows. Oh, really? Yeah, they're building. I don't know you, mm-hmm. uh, the last time you've been up that way, but they're building like an office space and storage, and apparently mm-hmm. now it's going to be like a high-end rehab mm-hmm. drug and alcohol center, which is cool, but with all those condos right there, I would think you'd almost have to have some type of zoning. I don't know. I don't yeah, know I don't know how it works either. Um, the answer is never now that I can basically take backways. Yeah, I didn't think you've taken that in a long time. And going, cutting through Phoenixville fucking Ooh, sucks. Yes, it does. Awful, especially with like the billion new people. Well, I told you when I saw like Deathbed, the bed that eats um, for Horror Night, I left and it just had a weird vibe. I just felt unsafe. It's starting to turn skeeve. Yeah, again. yeah. I mean, I might have, I might be repeating myself from last podcast. I don't remember if I talked about it. I don't that. think you did. I think you talked to me. I don't think we talked yeah. about it. But um, yeah, there was just something. Just weird, like mm. I don't know. It just felt like there. I saw a bunch of like kind of gangbanger looking dudes. It was just a bunch of drunk yeah. folks, like in packs, you know. And I walked yeah. to my car by myself. Normally, I don't give a shit, and like I've never felt weird. And I was like, eh, mm. I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. Yeah, I don't know. Like Phoenixville, I think can't quite break free of its scummy roots. Yeah, I guess. It's like, a little better than Narstown. This. The city that's immune to gentrification. I think Phoenix is a hundred times better than ours. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is. But I feel like there's still that... Because unlike most places that gentrify, yeah. Phoenixville really only cares about Bridge Street. Well, they're they're doing a little bit better north side. They're actually going to, I think, going to have a, like a civic center, rec center that oh. will eventually be there in a few years. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like anyone yeah. gives a... Poopy, um, Victor listened to our podcast, yeah. and he was, got mad that we cursed so much. Yes. So, you know what I say? Fuck that! Aw. <laughs> Poor little kid. Breaking his little brain. <laughs> Sorry. So, what's new? What's up? Um, when, when did we last record? Was it right before 4th of July? It, it, it was right before 4th. It was on Blondie's birthday. Oh, yeah. That's and right. as predicted, came out on Bastille Day about two weeks later. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Um, usually what happens with these things is... For five days, I actually forget we recorded, and then I suddenly remember, and I begin editing. It's probably because I send you the email of, like, here's the songs, and you're like, poop. <laughs> Poopy. Yeah, that's right. That's oh, exactly twinkle what... turds. No. I don't yeah. think so. Well, I guess the most exciting thing that happened to me, I'll deal with later in this podcast. Yeah. You? I saw Ant-Man 2. Yeah. I thought it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, went to a concert last night. Yeah. I guess I'll talk about it. We were trying mm-hmm. to, we were having a post-production meeting and yeah. we weren't sure how we we're going to set no. this up. So anyway, I went to This Is Hardcore. Normally we get like three-day passes. I only just got to, uh, a Friday pass. Just my, my cup of tea of, a, of bands. Not that anyone's bad. It's just, you know, it's a long day. It took us, we left at 4.45 yesterday. Yeah. 
620. Oh, yeah. Why did it? Was it just trafficy? Or? Billy Joel and Panic at the Disco oh. were down at Wells Fargo and Citizens Bank Park. There was some orchestra at the man. Yeah. And shore traffic. Yeah, wow, that wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, All right. so uh, we took Montgomery Avenue. It took us that long. Like, mm-hmm. We didn't take 76. So when we got there, Please Die, which I reviewed last podcast yes. was on, and they were awesome. I remember I just kept on being like, oh, they totally remind me of Negative Approach. Who do they cover? Negative Approach. Oh, nice. They were really good live. <clears throat> I thought they were fun. I'm so glad I got to see them. Uh, next was True Love, which who I have reviewed on the podcast before, and they actually were a lot better from last year. I think they just have everything together, like a stage presence, and like, I, I don't know, like they had an album out earlier this year that was pretty good, kind of short, but it was decent, but they, it was probably the best I've seen them live. Who else did we see? Uh, this band called Shipwrecked from Norway or somewhere. Shark Attack, which I was pretty much there to see. Shark Attack actually is from around here. Yeah. They're, the lead singer... Uh, is it Matt? Anyway, Mark like kind of hung out with him like in like circles because he's like skateboard kid. So when I saw him take the stage, I was like, that dude used to come in the comic book store. And uh, my my oh. other friend, it was Matt Summers. My my other friend Matt messaged me and he's like, oh, well, he's like good friends or best friends with my brother. And I oh. know he definitely used to come in the comic book mm-hmm. store. So I was like, that's crazy. I, I remember yeah. that dude from it had to be like the late '90s. And then who else played after Shark Attack? Oh. Vane. Yes, and I saw you. <laughs> Vane was amazing. It All is right. what you would call controlled chaos. All right. Where normally, like, I think they played for a half hour. Normally you see a band and you know it's getting close or whatever. It literally felt like it was five minutes. Like, it flew by. It was so crazy. I'll explain more with Vane. Uh, I'm going to do a real quick review with their last album. But they, I think... We left right after Vane because we're old, but um, yeah, they were fantastic. They were, mm. they blew me away, um, and so that's what we did last night. Oh. We got home and uh, we ran Valley Forge Park this morning. That's exciting. You know what yeah. I did last night? What? I went to bed, <laughs> but I did not sleep. I could not get to sleep last night, and then for some reason my fucking alarm was still set. Mm, that sucks. Yeah, it was not a. I had a couple beers uh, when I got home, and I. Got sucked into watching Juice with Tupac and God, Omar fucking Epps. Juice. I fucking love that movie. It's so good. I cannot stop mm-hmm. watching that movie. Is Juice the one Janet Jackson's in? Or no, that is Poetic Justice we're ah. thinking of. Juice is the one they were rioting like in the movie theater. Yeah. Because of gang activity. It's mm-hmm. a fantastic movie. Ah, a little hard. dated, but... Hard to believe. Great mm. movie. That's like Q. Q was um, Omar Epps. Yeah, I remember Q. And it's... Tupac was Bishop. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And I think, uh, is it Lawrence Fishburne? Nah, I don't know if he was in that one. He, it might have been uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Was in it. Uh, I did watch, so this is going to be nothing to anybody, but it's a weird thing. So I've been watching Legion. Okay. Season one. It's eight episodes. So I just finished episode seven, and I finally figured out that it does not take place in the 60s. Oh. Because up to that point, there are no contextual clues. I think from watching the previews back in the day i would have said it was set in the 60s i think it's sort of in the same way batman the animated series kind of takes place in this nebulous time yeah that we know where it's like the 1930s art deco but they have supercomputers yeah sort of like that and it's only much less so because it is super 60s but then one of the characters mentions having to send an email at the very end of episode seven like what 
I was like, oh, thank God. It was bothering me. We're just going to have, what, we should talk more about this stuff at the end, I guess. Yeah, this is an end topic. <laughs> Let's go back to, well, at the end, we'll talk about Warren Ellis, because weren't you saying, oh, we'll yeah. just talk about that. We'll talk about stuff. Yeah. I got stuff. I, uh, there's been a poop load of new music out, I have to say. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. Um, I stumbled across, this is where the reviews start, mm-hmm. or my awful reviews, which, that's fine with me. I do, I do, I do reviews the way I want to do them, or I would like to read them. Quick to the point. That's like how Karina Longworth cheeses wine. She does it the way she wants it. Exactly. So on Bandcamp, I ran. I didn't really run into it. I discovered through a bunch of different people a band called Electric Citizen. Ooh, yes. Uh, They had two singles off uh, their new album that will be out in September, uh, September twenty-first, called Hilltown. They had two sing- uh, they're from Cincinnati. They call themselves Heavy Psych. It's their third release. So anyway, I stumbled across this and I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. The song Hiding in the Night, I end up putting on my uh, my Facebook page. And uh, the lead singer, Laura Dola, like she, it reminded, how I explained this was if Black Sabbath and Heart had a baby, this it would be Electric Citizen. And it has this very 70s metal feel. And I think Laura's voice sounds better in these singles than the prior releases. It's just like uh, the reverb or whatever they have in her voice. It just it sounds a little different. And yeah, it's like it harkens to like back to Sabbath, Heart, Runaways. Awesome song. And then the other song, Lunch, the other single off the album. Pretty much the same thing. More like 70s metal revival. It's very awesome, very cool, very metalish, Sabbathy. Yeah, <laughs> I was just descri- trying to like describe it to people, and I was just saying I literally. Heart Sabbath. Yeah, that's... And it is so... Black Sabbath heart, it is ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, and it's awesome. Which is awesome, yeah. It really works for it. So I'm I'm really um, looking forward to this album. I actually went and pre-ordered the record. And then I went and listened to the the release prior to this album. And I liked it. I thought it was really good. I just kind of like what they're doing with her Mm -hmm. vocals on this. So there's only two singles, but... Yeah, keep an eye out for this band there. I would definitely want to see them live if they were playing. Um, real fun and cool. Yeah, I, I love this album. I listen, Well, I listened to the singles twice. Mm-hmm. And then I actually listened to their last album. Yeah. Which is a little, it's a little different. Like they've evolved a bit, it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, that's what but I think. But still, I, I liked it. It's, it's really very good. good, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Electric mm-hmm. Citizen. Hell, pre-order Helltown on their band camp. Yeah. It's awesome. Yes. Mm, that could be like your blurb, but it's like... People review the album. Yes. Favorite it's song. Awesome. The awesome one. <laughs> uh, do you want me to go again for my EP? or? Sure, why don't you? Yeah. yeah, our reviews are going to be kind of spectacular. Well, mine are awesome. Yeah, yeah I don't know what you're talking about. So, another band. I don't know if you listen to them at all. Uh, for Pete's sake. I did. They have a, I guess, an EP called North Atlantic, and it came out the end of May off of React Records. Uh, they're hardcore punk slash post-hardcore. They're straight edge. And they're actually from, they're Norwegian. They are from Norway, oh. which I would have never known. Yeah, I, th- I would have never guessed. I guess the band's been around, like out and about since 2011. Prior to starting this band, the, the um, a bunch of the members were in a band called Sportswear. So anyway, they had a couple other releases, but in 2016, their lead singer died. His name was uh, Peter Adam. I guess a lot of people thought this band was like done with after, but mm-hmm. apparently they had a bunch of songs written and stuff. So they went in and they yeah. end up getting another lead singer. Um, his name is Espen Folstad. I might have totally mm. killed that. Sorry. 
He's from a band called Damage Control. And uh, this out, this EP is more shared vocals between uh, Espen and the, the basis for the band. It starts off with North Atlantic, which is a hardcore punk song. And uh, pretty much halfway through, it turns like, a lot more melodic. End It All is another uh, one I really liked. Do vocals on one of I liked End It All a lot. Very catchy and uh, kind of more an alt rock or an alt feel to it. Yeah. And then uh, pure, intes pure intensity. Melodic feel, dual vocals. I, I think this was a pretty solid release. Take This Love was a little more um, more heavier. There's a lot of, uh, I did read the lyrics. Obviously there's a lot of death and like yeah. that type of, uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's macabre whatsoever. It's kind of moving past death, embracing it and getting mm -hmm. past it. Like trying to find peace. As I said, I dug it. I thought it was going to be super emo when I heard yeah. the name. I was like, oh, probably like the super melodic yeah. hardcore band. But it's not. Like it's kind of, as I said, more like post-hardcore alt feel to it. Yeah, I, definitely. Like the, the, the songs, I feel like most of them begin like alt yeah. songs and then they shift gears mm -hmm. pretty quickly. But yeah, I, I was actually very... Um, Surprised by this. I never really listened to any of the other releases before, but I, I really liked it. I've been mm. kind of rocking it for the last week or two. So, if that sounds good to you, for Pete's sake, North Atlantic. Check it out. It's good. Yes. Don't sleep on it. Oh, you just spoiled. Why was it going to. Oh, I'm going to be cutting all that out. Oh. Many. Are you. Months. Sleep. I'm sorry. I'm leading into something. I am tired of your antics. Many months ago, independent record store owners across the USA were speaking to their distributors. And their distributors offered, we have an item for pre-order. We can't tell you what it is, but your, your customers are definitely going to want it. Okay. That album, which released on April 20, Ooh, 420, was, that. of course, Sleep, The Sciences. The reason I'm reviewing Sleep, the album, yes, is because I went to Sleep, the concert, a you couple days sleep? ago. Uh, uh, ironically enough, no, not quite. I am going to, I guess, do the album briefly and then talk about my concert experience. It changed me and it almost killed me. And it was cray cray, crazy go nuts. When you were saying you were going to review this, I've had it in my band camp and I had and on my iPod for like a month yeah. plus, probably two months. Mm -hmm. And I just never listened to it. I kept forgetting I had it. So I was super excited because it kind of just dropped out of nowhere. Yeah. And I was like, ah, awesome. Went and bought it right away. Mm -hmm. And I was going to, that reminds me of when next time I go to the record store, I'll have to look for the vinyl. Yeah, so I actually have been listening to it on vinyl because I have a... Lou is new to the vinyl game. Uh, I've been vinyl for years. Yeah. Duh. I would buy you vinyl. Well, Yeah. <laughs> But I'm totally vinylicious. We can mm. talk about my crazy vinyls. Do you like the later. D vinyls? I do. It's the only I only have songs albums <laughs> from the D vinyls. Sorry. All right. So sleep the sciences. Five songs. Most of them pretty fucking long. And it opens with the title track, the sciences, which is sort of this it's a weird song. It's very weird. It's this droning sound experiment. Mm -hmm. It almost sounds like a tartooning, and it sort of breaks into this single note. Yeah. That to be honest. It goes on for a while. It's it like goes on for six minutes. It's or a so. long song. It's like a three-minute song. It seems like it's twenty, <laughs> but so this note that rings out at the end, it was it was kind of like creeping me out, mm -hmm. and it seems like it's something like you'd see in a horror movie, like a I could an see indie that, horror yeah. Movie. And I think that's what it was. And then 
Um, immediately upon ending that note, you hear the sound of someone doing a big rip on a water pipe, yep. a bong rip, and then it goes into marijuana. What but, was marijuana about, you think? I don't know. It's like really confusing. Actually, it's funny because, I mean, Dope Smoker does have a lot of weed references. Yeah. But Sleep's Holy Mountain does not particularly have a lot Where of Where are they weed. from, anyway? California. Somewhere okay, in California. Okay. So, like, what can I say? It's very heavy, stoner, doom metal. You feel like you're suffocating. It's awesome. It totally works. I cannot like, get enough of that. Yeah, I... I Thoroughly enjoy sleep. I li- I really like this album too. I couldn't tell you which song was which because it just all flows into another, yeah. which is cool. So here's the the uh, breakdown. Oh, by the way, Third Man Records put this out. Oh, Jack really? White. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The sciences. Yeah. Is like a little over three minutes. Uh, marijuana theme. At one point they talk about the the hash toroid. Oh, it's fucking. It's gonna get better. Six minutes forty seconds. Sonic Titan. Twelve and a half. Antarctican's Thawed, 14 and a half. Uh, both of the songs were actually recorded when they were recording Dope Smoker. Oh, really? Uh, my favorite song, Giza Butter, 10 minutes. And then it finally ends with The Botanist, which is an instrumental track. Now, I listen to Giza Butter, which, by the way, is a playoff Geezer Butler of Black Sabbath. Oh. And that song has numerous references to... Like, the album has several references to Black Sabbath and Tony Iommi. Okay. Like they're going to the Planet Iomia and Marijuana theme and all that shit. And then my mind was blown. Ooh. This is going to mean something to probably literally no one but me. And I actually put it on my phone so I could get it right. Ahem. Ahem. It always throws me when you first hear his voice and he's just... Yeah. It's not even that groany, groany, but it's just... It's, yeah. It's not what you're kind of expecting Mm -hmm. at first. All right. This is from... Use a butter. Okay. The Keith Sots Hasharak now takes the Bong Jabbar. Riftual commences round the tree stump altar. Bong Water of Life anoints the Mwad Doob Messiah. It's a whole verse about fucking Dune. It is literally the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Tears stream down my eyes, and now I can die. Anything that happens beyond this point is bonus. Overtime on the clock. It is bucket list from what here to eternity. That that's oh, Giza Butter. Okay. Yeah, and that's it. It was like great. I've been uh, listening to it. Have you seen mm-hmm. the light now? What, for? I don't know. Since you... We... Since you said that this is all bonus time, so yeah, it's bonus. Yeah, I fit. Yeah, like if I were to die right now, I can't imagine another thing now that David Bowie's dead. So, <laughs> probably see the 2.0 concert. So after that goes, oh, and after I see Teen Titans go, yeah, I'm fine. I think I'm done. I'll think so, so tell me about the concert. So the concert was it was good. So I, because I the, almost wanted to go with you, but I yeah. would have had maybe uh, three shows in a row. It was a fucking happen. late night. Electric Factory. Yes. I went with the dogger. It was during that whole last week of rain one minute, sunny the next. Yep. Fortunately, the weather held. You know, got there. The opener was Dylan Carlson. Yeah, I'm not familiar. So he was in a band called Earth. You are familiar with something he did. Uh, he purchased the gun that Kurt Cobain would use to kill himself. Oh, really? But he was like, but he was good. He was like good friends with Kurt Cobain. He's huh. from like Olympia. He's very, it's like this weird instrumental drone guitar. Mm-hmm. 
he'd tune his guitar, he'd play a song, and they'd go, thank you. And he did that like seven or eight times. At one point, he took a gallon jug of like Wawa tea, drank it on stage, put it down, and he's like, that's my sweet tea. Weird. And then at one point, he had mentioned his merch table, and I felt really sad. But Dylan Carlson is so... He looks like Fat Willie Nelson. Okay. He is so fucking cowboy stereotype. If he had turned into a coyote <laughs> and leapt off the stage, I would not have been surprised. That's kind of a weird um, choice for opening, though. I guess it makes sense for them because it's sort of that weird... I don't know. It doesn't matter. It was not my... You know. They went on... Like, he went on really late. Like, uh, doors open like 6.15. He went on at like 8.20. And then um, Sleep takes the stage. I felt my entire body was vibrating from the noise. Like, like I could feel my chest shaking. At one point, I put my hand down to my knee just to make sure. Yeah, vibrating. I was like, this is... <laughs> Were you on the floor or are you upstairs? Floor. Yeah, I didn't like, go upstairs yesterday either. Yeah. I was like, this is going to cause some problems. But it was great, though. It was amazing. They played... Um, when you have basically three albums. Yeah. They played like four songs off The Sciences, two or three off of Holy Mountain. Oh, cool. They played the two <laughs> singles that they um, released on Bandcamp for Adult Swim. Oh, uh, okay. One of them was called like Leviathan Rising or something like that, which is a 17-minute song. Damn. Uh, which for I any am. other band would be an accomplishment for Not For Sleep. And the encore mm-hmm. was the first 20 minutes of Dope Smoker. Oh, that's pretty cool. Which was good. Except at that point, it was getting pretty late. And I Were felt you like, like, I'm out? Well, I was like trying to like catch my companion's eye Ooh. to be like, hey, buddy. No, um, <laughs> it was a weird crowd. Yeah, how was it? Was it just a bunch of stoners? Or was it no, a bunch of not as many. Heads, so, math rock nerds, kind of? Because they're kind of a band that like, everybody likes if you yeah. are into that genre a little bit. Yeah, so it was a bit of a weird scene. So it was... Um, like Chelsea Wolfe-esque? No, a little different. Maybe a little bit. A bunch of guys who look like Chuck Klosterman, if you know who he is. Bunch of girls yes, who do. look bored. Um, they probably were. Bunch of other guys who look like roadies. Mm-hmm. Bunch of other girls who look like they date roadies who are actually into it. And a lot of man buns. And by man buns, I mean the, that hair shit. Mm-hmm. I not, man not a very disgusting <laughs> term for the, for the gluteus maximus that grosses me out. Buns? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Horrible. I just, it skews me. You don't like grab that word. those buns. <laughs> it's just horrible. It's gross. Oh, this is going to be fun. And then there was a fucking, there was a mosh pit. Really? Yeah, that's exactly. Was it a slow mosh pit? Was like, no. Um, like, I was like, are these just like kids who missed out on the scene? Because, yeah, it, this is not moshing music. It's it's slow, deliberate, heavy, yeah. crushing, droning, doom metal. I don't know. I could see, like, headbanging or something. People, like, throwing up devil horns, yeah. like, way too much. I felt like we have to discuss Did the... Did you do that? Were no. you like, I was like, I was like, look at my tits. <laughs> Were you like, look at my buns. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's horrible. It's just, it's just so disgusting. Um, <laughs> we get out there at, like, 1130, probably get home... Get to my friend's house, well, Alan's house, mm-hmm. 12-ish. Got on the wrong way to on um, 76. Uh, I was probably one thirty by the time I got home. That sucks. Then at 5 o'clock, of course, I woke up because my body doesn't recognize sleep. And I felt like I was fucking dying all the next day. But I'm really... Yeah, I didn't even know you were going yeah. until you texted me that morning. Mm-hmm. 
I didn't. I had forgotten. I basically didn't know I was going till that morning too because I had for, fucking forgot about it. See, I was gonna go to the Off of Their Heads concert that was at Everybody Hits, which mm-hmm. is a um, batting range. Yeah. But it was one of those things that I was just going to buy tickets the day before or at the show. Mm-hmm. Like a week before, R5 Production sends out saying, like, there's only about 20 tickets left. Get on it if you want to go. So I'm like, eh, mm-hmm. maybe it's not meant to be. I have a lot going on that week. So anyway, I went on. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'll just buy one ticket. If I don't go, it's only like, you know, 15 bucks. Yeah. I go on around 11 o'clock and I already sold out. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, shit. So... I didn't get to see yeah. <laughs> another time. Yeah. Well, so, I didn't know how the weather was going to be. Well, like, that was tricky. Because um, it's been so shitty in the rain. I was like, I've never, it's somewhere in West Philly. I've mm-hmm. never been. I don't know how like great parking is. It was just, as I said, one of those things where if everything was cooperating, I would have loved to see. But, eh, you know. Yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. These are one of my favorite bands. But. Mm. And that was Sleep. And I sort of changed up what my second band was going to be because of it. But. Ooh, what so, was it going to be? Well. Um, or was it a secret? I'll do it next time, but I'll t- like we'll like and you're gonna do up the topic you promised last. I was I was thinking that <laughs> I tell like like this bit like and it maybe just from I hate using the word sleep like into it from missing like basically not sleeping and not using that my breathing robot like I was like fried even today I was a little like dead. Well, I was you're like, out late. Think. How often? When's the last time you're out that late? Never, yeah. never a clock. Like we were home by uh, 10, 30, 11 o'clock mm. last night. And we did have the old man discussion while we were waiting for sleep about it'd be great if we could be home by 11 and all that, like, that and I have like that, you know, you get, I call it the uh, concert flu. Yeah. You're so just, I have like, yeah, concert you're flu. You're tired, your throat kind of scratchy. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot. I will say this. Um, surprisingly, and for real surprisingly, didn't smell a lot of weed. That's actually quite surprising. Well, weed I did smell, smelled like, uh, it smelled like skunk that was wet and stubbed out in an ashtray. Eh, maybe they're really checking people. Were they really checking people? Security? Yeah, no, not really. Not like because no, I've uh, seen people smoke weed at the electric yeah. factory. Because I'm the best reviewer here, um, uh-huh. I was gonna do like five, five or six really, really quick reviews because mm-hmm. there's been so many albums that came out. So I'm gonna start with Madball has a new album out called For the Cause on Nuclear Blast Records, and that came out in June, and it's. A lot more punk than metal, and I think a lot of people in the hardcore community are, like, pissed about it. They're like, yeah. oh, it sucks, blah, blah, blah. Now, like, Madball has been around since, like, the 80s. Any band that puts out, like, a halfway decent record when they've been around since the 80s, like, mm-hmm. I, is impressive. Like, most of the time I'm not, like, stoked to have, like, a new, a new record from a band from the 80s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're kind of like, I don't really care. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm more of a punk kid than a hardcore kid, what it always comes down to. And I thought it was fun. Like, there's definitely some cheese to it a little bit where I can understand where some people like or kind of were mm-hmm. like, eh. But I thought it was fun. Um, supposedly, Tim Armstrong produced it. Oh, really? Yeah, and he actually is on one of the songs. And Ice-T's on one of the songs, oh. too, so mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. So, I, I, as I said, these are really quick reviews. I enjoyed it, but a lot of people are, are a little angry. upset about it, like irrationally angry, but... Mm. Like, those bands back, like, Agnostic Front, like, they always had punk roots. Like, I, I don't know. Uh, people are just hard-ons. Yeah. We've discussed been, many times. It is what it is. Yeah. Slapshot. Slapshot is one of those bands that, when I was a teenager, I really didn't like because they were straight edge, and they were, like, in-your-face straight edge. Like, yeah. I'm going to hit you in the face because you're drinking a beer type attitude. And I really did not like their fans. I thought they were... Mm. 
I just didn't like their fans. I got you. Anyway, I probably Slapshot's one of the bands I've seen the most lately, and I thoroughly enjoy Slapshot now. So they have a new record out that they they haven't had a new record out in a long while, and it's called "Making America Hate Again." Get it? Yeah. Off Bridge Nine, and I think it's actually really good. I was gonna straight do a review on it. I just kind of ran mm-hmm. out of time. You're getting what you're getting for Slapshot, but it's good. It's not outdated. It's not cheesy sounding. I really liked it. Um, so yeah. That sounds appealing to you. Check out Slapshot if you're a fan. Wisdom and Chains came out with a new one in July off Fast Break Records called Nature Respects Weakness. I guess apparently a lot of like mental illness. It's like like addresses a little bit, huh. and it's a little softer than um, a lot of the Wisdom and Chains records. But it, nevertheless, I like it. I thought it was really mm-hmm. good. And they're playing Hardcore Fest tomorrow, which I'd love to see, but um, I'm not. Yeah. Apparently, sick of it all. Um, was supposed to play Sunday and they bowed out and like, I don't, I don't, like people didn't know. Oh really? Like I saw it on their Instagram site. Like I didn't see it any place else. Mm. Vane, which I talked about, who yes. are amazing live and I would see a billion times. Uh, if I, I would love to see them live. That would be impossible <laughs> to see them a billion times. Their new record is Arizona off Closed, Closed Casket, which came out in June. Very like new metal, some like beat samples, hardcore to me, it's like if Code Orange and Converge and Cold World had a baby and it's just mished in, mishmashed into one, and that's what this album reminds me of. It's very different. I, uh, I've i never really heard anything like it. It's it's interesting. It's not it's not very light whatsoever. It's very heavy, but dude, it's awesome. Check it out. Bane, Arizona. Two more. Birds and Row off of Death Wish came out literally a couple weeks ago in July. We already lost the world. Post-hardcore, post-hardcore melodic. They're from France. And I've been following these guys for a little while. They're actually playing next Thursday. Uh, Chris Bradley asked me if I wanted to go to the show. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to be able to swing it because they will literally be three Thursday shows. Yes. We have Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. and then we're with Descendants are a Thursday night show. Yeah. I'm like, I don't think I can swing it. So I don't think I'll be able to make it, but we'll see. So anyway, a decent release, very melodic. I have to give it a couple more listens, but as I said, decent. If I was blown out of the water, I'd be like, okay, I'm really going to try to find a way to get to this show. But I, I wasn't totally moved by this record. As I said, yeah. i got to give it a couple more listens. But it, it's okay. It's decent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, Remission, Enemy of Silence, off of React Records. And I've been active. I'll have to send you this. It's like um, 90s alt-rock slash like, like quicksand, kind of like that. 90s hardcore feel to it. But that's, it's, there's so many different styles. It almost reminds me at times, uh, the one band Crimpshrine or 15 of Jeff Ott, like if they, he decided to do like an alt 90s band at one point yeah. in time. But then it goes, progresses so much beyond that. It's really good. I would say check it out. So those are six quick reviews. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Here's some one not so quick review. Sure. Just to reiterate, like I was fried after this concert, after um, sleep. Mm-hmm. And I needed something easier to listen to yeah so i did the gorillas the now now oh yeah yeah we worked which i had mentioned this is their sixth album surprisingly yeah i told you i forgot they i didn't know they had anything after plastic beach so they did so they um it goes i was doing all this gorilla stuff and i realized like they remind me of another band Mm -hmm. with their career directory trajectory okay that band garbage 
Actually, garbage, two bands, because I did think of that afterwards. Nine Inch Nails. I can see that. Because, yeah, again, just to explain my rationale. I'm surprised you haven't reviewed Nine Inch Nails yet. I keep forgetting it. Yeah, I keep forgetting about it, too. Someday. I try not to do bigger releases anymore. But those songs at the end of the year were really, really good, and I was really looking yeah. forward to it, and I kind of just lost I might do it next. with it. I also couldn't do two heavy albums. That's the other Makes thing. Makes sense. Because, yeah. like, originally my second choice was... A little heavier, but I wanted to change it up. Anyway, so the Gorillas, like much like Nine Inch Nails, two big albums. First two albums were big. They hit that weird sweet spot of MTV. Yeah. You could also argue Garbage is similar. I would say Gorillas and Nine Inch Nails also because it's essentially one person is the full time. I feel like people forgot about them, but they kept making music and they kept making good music. Yeah. For Gorillas, it goes. Um, there's Gorillas, Demon Days, Plastic Beach, the one I. Didn't listen to. Yeah, I didn't listen uh, to Humans, it. which I almost reviewed, and Now Now. They actually recorded the Now Now while they were touring Humans. And it's it's kind of a soft reset. Okay. Did you listen to Plastic Beach when it was out? Yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, I know it kind of had that more like new wave feel to it. Yeah, no, you, did, you hit it on the head. And normally I'd like that, but yeah. it's... Like, I might go back and like it now, but it's not what I really wanted to hear from the band. And, like, mm-hmm. as I said, like, good for them for changing their sound or whatever, but I just kind of lost interest in them after. Like, just wasn't yeah. into it. Almost all those albums. Oh, you scratching your You need, no, your, scratching you need your medicine. Yeah. You need some skag. Yeah. Some bye. horse. Some. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Some. Okay. Brown. I can't think of it. Um, China White. So, like, all those albums are stupid long. Yeah. Like, they have a million songs. I would say I generally, other than the first album, generally I I really am into about 50% of them. The other 50% I kind of forget exists. No, I kind of agree with you. Like, I really like the first album in Demon Days. And then, like, yeah, I hit Plastic Beach and I felt like it was, like, an hour long. And I just, there was a couple decent songs. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling yeah, it. Yeah, the problem with I Have a Plastic Beach, and actually it was one of the problems I had with Humans, which I almost reviewed. Here, because Humans came out like last year. Yeah, I told you, I didn't even know. Almost every song had a guest, yeah, like performer. Yeah, that gets a little annoying. And I think a lot of like critics kind of called them out a little bit for yeah. it. Uh, Humans was also a lot more hip-hop. Yeah. Which is, again, this I guess, one, I don't know. Jenny Ben from Savages actually did a song on that album. Oh, really? But, huh. so this one, like I said, Soft Reset, they sort of get back to the the kind of new wavy, um, sort of, I call it faux town, because it does have like, sort of, Motown elements like we'll call it Marvin Gaye without the soul, oh, okay. but in a good way. But it's um, like very synth heavy, kind of bubblegummy. They bring like I mean it's pretty common with I guess gorillas. A lot of interesting percussion. Yeah. This one only a couple of tracks have guest uh, performers. Um, Snoop being the most. Okay. Nice, which he performed on Plastic Beach, and he probably like, I liked his song on Plastic Beach the best. I don't remember. It's been so it's long. Welcome to the Plastic Beach. It doesn't matter. This is how long it was. I think uh, Lou it's Reed... 2010? I think Lou Reed did a song on Plastic Beach, but yeah. I'm not sure. I want to say um, I might have still been at the comic book store. When probably. It was a while ago. Yeah. But, um... It was like eight years ago. Also noteworthy from this album, noteworthy, is a new, a guest bassist. Ooh, who is it? You see, Murdoch got thrown in jail. Okay. So it's Ace of the Gangrene Gang. From the Powerpuff Girls. So a Powerpuff... It's... it's You know what? I gotta just pause here. The fucking... Like, I am fascinated and repulsed by, like... By, like, deep lore. 
Like, there's there's a podcast there. There's, like, there might be a sidecast where I investigate the deep lore of fucking just the stupid, like, like, in the gorillas even, and it's like, and there's noodles, and she was raised to be a ninja. Binder, but and all the gorillas are pretty much blur. Yeah, no, they're gorillas, and there's all stories, and... 2D is called. It's I don't know. It makes me hurt. It makes my head hurt. But um, I was like, you know, if you're gonna have Ace from the Powerpuff Girls, why don't you throw your friend friend Booga a bone and have him be on the show? That would have been awesome. That would be awesome. That would have been super cool. Or have like Tank Girl. Tank Girl, or if you're casting outside the the Jamie Hewlett universe, yeah, Cyborg's dying for a project. Exactly. But anyway, I just thought like. I kind of read He's that. He's a real boy. He's a real boy. A real, real boy. A real boy. So it's very easy to listen to. And that's the main reason why I reviewed this album. It was sort of a balm on my soul after listening to The Sleep. After ascending the holy mountain and exploring the sciences. They're sort of, like I said, like every other Corella's album. 50% good, 50% mediocre. The uh, songs I liked. Humility, which is the opening track, which is featuring George Benson, which is very important. Hollywood, Hollywood Doggy Dog, Snoop. Isn't it right now, that's yeah, not for this, although he would, if he was, um, if we're playing this with Sleep, he was, he was, he was Snoop Lion for a while. My favorite song probably being Lake Zurich, which sounds, it's an instrumental it reminds me a lot of LCD sound system, hmm. but I think it's only because it has basically the same type of percussion as uh, that guided voices that I like to Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. The doo, doo, doo. Yeah. Not a lot to say. If you like, you know, if you like uh, the Grills Later stuff, it is kind of reminiscent of Plastic Beach, but it's actually softer. Oh, really? Extremely synthy. Same like the dance stuff. Like, I want to hear, like, Clint Eastwood and... Uh... Yeah. Dirty Harry. Yeah. Um, no, I That's got just ya. me. No, I got you. And then you know it, it's decent. It's like, but like I said, it's very it's slow. It's a different album. I think like I said, they recorded it while they were touring Humans, hmm. which I think their last album, the one before Humans, they toured, which I can't remember. If I was a better podcaster would have researched it. <laughs> they recorded while they were touring Plastic Beach. So I wonder if that album sounds a lot like this album. I guess you'll see. So if you like Gorillas, see it. If you like dumb fiction, fan fiction, look for a sidecast about it. <laughs> and that's it. But mainly, like I said, it was good. I liked it. I mean, it's very like like a drum machine. Okay. Everything. So that's cool. I was actually, I went for a walk before you came over and I was listening to it. You toe tap into the I was like marching though. Ah, that's cool. So it's probably be a good one to get a slow steady pace on. That's neat. So. It's neato completo. Neato completo. Yeah. It's no Demon Days, though. Okay. In part because uh, Dennis Hopper's dead. So what were you telling me about Warren Ellis? Oh, the Stormwatch. Okay, so Stormwatch got rebooted. Well, not rebooted. the Stormwatch. The Wild Stormwatch, the wild, I should say. Wildcats, so, you mean? It's called, well, the... Hold I, I don't know. I, I just put my finger up. So I know, you're like, the, hush. The comic is called The Wild Storm, and it's all the Wild Storm universe. Okay. But it seems to be... It seems to be focusing, at least initially, on... The Wildcats, um, specifically Grifter, who's a fairly, who's very is actually enjoyable. Grifter is always a very cool 
could have been a very cool character that was just never Grifter well is at all. such a fucking product of the 90s. Yeah, I can see that. But they've sort of made him, he's like bearable. And then like Void, who in Wildcats, he was like a, the teleporter person. I haven't read Wildcats in probably it does, 20 years. Um, but they also like members of um, The Authority. Ooh. So you have... Um, Any Jenny Sparks? Yes, actually, Jenny Sparks. Yes! Just, she just, well, she shows up early on and I just, they sort of just reveal this Jenny Sparks. Cool. See, um, now I am, my ears have perked it's up. It's good, like, um, and it's, it's just weird. It's really good. If you like, like, Warren Ellis's weird techno fetishist stuff. Um, I do. I you'll li- probably like it. I like um, almost everything Warren Ellis does. I just bought one of his novels. He had another, not another novel out, like, Like a new year. one? Oh, really? Um, it's called Normal, I think. It's very yeah. short. It's only like a hundred pages, mm-hmm. so, um, I'm actually finishing up a book mm-hmm. now and I want to get on to yeah. that. Um, I'm reading a Zen book about oh. Zen and Buddhism. Oh. Interesting stuff. And uh, the, after that, I want to read the Warren Ellis book. Yeah. Pretty cool. I, uh, I also read a couple trades. Stumptown by Greg Rutka. I was yeah. like, I'm like hot and cold with Greg Rutka. I really like his stuff, but at the same time, you know what you're getting. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's going to be a crime story. Or it's something. a crime story, usually with a strong female lead, which sometimes ends up being a lesbian. Yeah. That's what it ends up being. But Stumptown, I read the first trade, and I thought it was really good, I, enough to buy the second trade. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I've always been a Brian Wood fan. Like, Channel Zero is one of my favorites. I forgot favorite. about Brian Wood, but yeah. I like Brian Wood, yeah. Channel Zero is what kind of got me really into comics, mm-hmm. indie comics. So anyway, I've always been kind of following his career. And he had a new book out, a new series out called Briggs. Um, and that's been pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It's like this uh, off-grid, like town kind of that's like run by these white supremacists mm-hmm. he's going to jail and like the mom that raises everybody that you know like kind of isn't a white supremacist just like i don't know if she's biding her time it's just all yeah. about their family yeah. and it's been pretty good um i just finished up the first trade and i'm interested in reading mm-hmm. a second one but yeah I, i'll pick up brian wood stuff and... atomic blonde is kind of like a great rucka yes so um, much so that's probably i actually I thought think. it was at first you know they're but... making a second one right Oh, no. Ooh. <laughs> what I might be, if I can get, like, super fit for Halloween, I'm going to totally be Lorraine. Mm. <laughs> I want to be Atomic Blonde. Yeah. Because that's, like, the best movie ever. It is the best movie. I just watched it again last week. I saw it was on HBO. Well, I, you don't have... I, don't, I have it on uh, Just that fight scene. Yeah. That end... Not, like, oh, the end. one where, like, in the building? Oh, my yeah, God. It's insane. It's amazing. Like, I yeah. cannot stop watching that. Even the one when they're in the movie theater and she's getting, like, the shit kicked out. Yeah. It's just... Such a great movie. Yeah, Atomic Blonde I cannot get enough of. I didn't think I would. Like, when I first saw it in the theater, mm-hmm. I was like, so everything you're going to show is what they showed in the trailer. And then, like, something just hit me, and I'm like, this movie's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Just, uh, it said the fight scenes themselves, like, just totally yeah. sold me. Hmm. I know what scene probably sold you. What scene? Actually, no, the fight scene did. <laughs> it's not that. That scene's boring. It's like, whatever. It was a lot hotter than the Christina Ricci... Uh, Oh, the yeah. monster. Yeah, I was disappointed. I thought it was going to be I monster. remember when we went and saw Monster oh together. Oh, my God. So we and saw... they start, like, they're going to, you know, it's a scene where they're um, roller roller skating. And if you never saw Monster, it's about serial killer. It was it Eileen uh, War? I forget her last name. Yeah. And Charisse uh, Theron, it plays uh, Eileen, yeah. who's a lesbian and a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Now, she's not really, she just kills because she's kind of, like, yeah. has to. Not that that gives you permission to kill. Anyway, like she finally kind of is like getting in with a, with Christina Ricci, who's you know exploring herself as well. Yeah. 
and they have this like kissing scene, mm-hmm. which Lou turns to me while we're at the movies, and he was like, "Ugh, this should be so much hotter." Yeah, it was. So just to to tag that, so they really ugly Charlize Theron. Well, that's when she's in like the bathroom and she's splashing water. Oh, they just and, and, and she like greases her. her hair. I mean, they literally like they spackled shit on her face. And I'd actually read that they said that she Charlize Theron. Yeah, they said. Her natural skin tone glows on cast, so they actually had to like basically put like heavy concealer on her. And yeah, it's she gained like forty pounds, I yeah. think. And, yeah, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. She got an Oscar. She deserved it. Yeah, yeah. and she's what 41, 42, yeah. and looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron. Yeah, she's awesome. She's a young adult. Did you see uh, the new one? Yeah, totally. I haven't seen it yet. Nah. I've been meaning to because young adult is, if not anymore, but when people would say like what character represents you in like certain parts of your life, it totally was young adult at one point in time. Yeah, it's a good movie. Fantastic, Um, and it becomes a great good movie in the very last scene at the end when (laughs) she doesn't change. Um, Right now, the math I've been doing, Jamie. Yes. Is what's the earliest show? I can go to to see Teen Titans and not seem like a fucking monster creep. I don't know. You'd be fine. Let's go to Oaks. Mm. No one goes to Oaks. Go to Oaks during the week. No one goes to Oaks. I saw. Okay. Well, I mean, granted, it's been out of. It's been out for about two weeks. It's, when I saw Ant Man two. Yeah. I was the only person in the theater. I saw it at ten twenty, mm-hmm. and then someone walked in like fifteen minutes into the movie, and I was like, "Are they gonna murder me?" Yeah. And they didn't, but yeah. it, it was good. I, I, I did you, you, so you did see the first Ant Man. I saw the first yeah, one. You'll like. Did it. not see the second. I, I keep meaning to, but I've been too like. Uh. Uh, speaking of which, so Disney, they announced. So they they basically announced the next anime movie is going to have an African American. Okay. Princess. I knew that big... So that part's irrelevant. Like you know, great. I'm That's glad. Awesome. Cool. But I literally, when I heard the news, I had fucking forgot that they did animated movies. <laughs> like serious, like because. When's the last time they did something that wasn't a Marvel or Star Wars property? I'm sure maybe like... Was it Mona? Moana or whatever. Moana or with... Moana. I, yeah, I think that was Disney. That was good, by the way. I didn't see that. But I don't get like an actual hand-drawn anime... Maybe I'm assuming that's going to be drawn. I doubt it's going to be drawn. At any rate, I forgot they did animated movies. Well, they don't push them as much as they used to. Well, yeah, exactly. What was Coco? I don't know. Was that, that was a... that like Mexican, like... Um, the Day the Sugar Dead. Sugar Skull, yeah. Yeah. People I don't, like it. Might have been DreamWorks. I'm not sure. I think it's weird that that you know that was like Disney's bread and butter for a long time. Long, long time. Um, well, you know what? They're doing those live action ones. So they're doing like live yeah. action Nutcracker, which I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, they're doing. Um, I just paused. I can't remember. Oh, and then like yet another version of the live action Jungle Book's coming out. Oh, well, Andy Circus is doing it. Stupid. It's going to Netflix. Mm, great. There's an interesting documentary. It's called Waking Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. It is basically about when Disney Animation was in the toilet and when it came back. Well, that's probably why they were like shelving the movies where you couldn't, you could only get them on VHS for like uh, however many yeah. years and they would shelve them for seven mm-hmm. years and put them in the vault yeah. or whatever. But, but basically it was, so when Splash came out, they started, that was a very big success for them. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons they started pushing live action over. I didn't even realize that was Disney. I didn't either. Yeah. It might have been like through whatever yeah, their live know. action. Alright, so which movie do you think brought animation back for Disney? Beauty and the Beast. Or Little Mermaid. 
You would be incorrect, although I thought I would have said Little Mermaid. Oliver and Me, the Billy Joel Oliver. Really? See, no one remembers I that. I remember it because I like Billy Joel. Apparently that did crazy I business. I remember that, yeah. And that was actually how Little Mermaid got made. But I would have uh-huh. said Lion King probably was uh, yeah. the pinnacle. But that, anyway, I thought Lion King was after that. I don't remember. It was like Oliver and Me, Little Mermaid, then Lion King. Okay. And I think Lion King, I feel like, was the one that really took off. Even though Little Mermaid was, I saw it when they re-released it in the theater. I always think of, um, well, my sister worked at Sunkoost Video, and there used to be a guy that used to come in, and there was like this um, aerial stand-up, whatever, and he used to jerk off on it. Oh, that sounds... And he'd be like, I love you, Ariel, and they'd be like, you gotta gotta Uh, leave. It's okay, I used to work at a store where a guy would ask to see the statues. Yeah, I know. Statue molester. So we had this guy, when we worked at the counselor, we used to call him the statue molester. And he would ask to see, like, female statues. Can I, see, can, can I see the razor statue? And he'd, like, touch her ass crevice. There was a poison ivy statue, and he, he felt her boobies up. <laughs> there was one. Didn't he? I was like, he's not touching that Emma Frost statue. Yes. I got, like, seriously mad. Mm-hmm. I was like, he's not. Hands off. She's mine. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Speaking of comic stuff, um, I'm five, maybe, in a preacher, and it's still worth watching a lot. Yeah. It's very, very good. I've been... Thoroughly enjoying mm-hmm. it. It's good stuff. Yeah, I'll have to put it on the list. After. Yeah, I don't think it's over yet. So if I ever get back to eventually finishing X Files, you should. It's good. I've still got to start Jessica Jones. Like I like I have school in a freaking month. So yeah, so do I. I gotta start maybe. catching up. Yeah. By maybe I mean I, my professor didn't send me a live registration code, <laughs> so I've not registered for class yet. All right, we're petering out here. I'm calling it. I promise for episode sure, 50. He does. He's a liar. So, next episode is episode 50. 50, 50. So, we'll definitely have a topic. Yeah, maybe we'll do live. Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. <laughs> but maybe. And until that day, you know where you can find us, Jamie? Uh, com. And where else? And Facebook. And? On iTunes. And iTunes, but mainly Facebook. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, get a hold of us on Facebook. Write us a review, please. Mm, I don't beg. Yeah. I demand. Write a fucking review. Shit sippers. Yeah. And I guess um, next podcast we'll have already seen Rob Zombie. So Yeah. So We'll have that to talk about. It'll be the same. I couldn't do a good review because (laughs) I was fried from... And Marilyn Manson. Yeah. You forget Marilyn Manson. And then if you go to Descendants with me, you get to see yeah. Descendants. I don't. I forget who else they're playing with. But. And then I have, like, in that October... Garbage, yeah. Garbage and uh, Liz Fair. Yeah, we have Liz Fair. I have Subhumans and War on Women. I also have Nine Inch Nails. Oh, that's right. You're going to New York or something for them, right? I'm going to D.C. Okay. The Chocolate City. And then I have, like, a bunch of... A couple hardcore shows. Mm-hmm. I'm actually seeing um, some live comedy. Seeing some David Tell. Oh, nice. But no one cares about that, so... But we'll have some more stuff mm-hmm. to review, and we'll think of a topic. All right. And later! Yeah, bye! <laughs>